Bonjour and bienvenue to Lulabelle's Francophiles. Je m'appelle Lou, and in this podcast, I will help you to keep your Frenchy vibes fluttering and help you to lose yourself in France without even leaving home. In each episode, we chat about our French experiences with guests who live in Australia, in France, and sometimes right around the world, and we share ideas for how to satisfy the Francophile within you. Francophilers can now also subscribe to my YouTube channel, The Francophile Fix, and find the link in the show notes from today's episode, as well as the Little Bells Francophiles website, Instagram, and a fabulous Frenchy Spotify playlist. There is now another new way to keep connected to France as well, and that is with a Ludabelle's Francophiles newsletter, which will be delivered direct to your inbox from time to time with extra Frenchy inspo. Subscribe to the exclusive Ludabelle's Francophiles newsletter by emailing the word subscribe to bonjour at lulabellesfrancophiles.com. You can find a direct link to this email address by clicking the envelope icon at the very bottom of the Ludabelle's link tree page that can be accessed from the bio on my Little Bell's Instagram. Alors, quite often on the podcast, I chat to people living in Paris or in France. They might be running a French-related business or have perhaps written a book or they could be doing a reno on an old French building. But aujourd'hui, I'm chatting to a woman I met in Paris about her intriguing story of emigrating from another country with her family to make a new life in France. So bienvenue, little bells, francophiles, visa, ça va? Oui, ça va, ça va et vous? Ça va bien, merci. Now, visa, you and your family emigrated to France and to Paris from Pakistan. So why Paris? Why did you choose Paris? We chose Paris because I had friends and family here and they told me like French people, they are very loving and very friendly. So... We immigrated here and we immigrated also because uh, when you come to a new country, you miss your friends and family. So we also came here because my father has his uh, brother living in Paris. So mm-hmm. we came here. That will be a friendly place to live. Yes, it's always good to have someone there already that can kind of, you know, show you yeah. the ropes and tell you and at least guide you a little bit at the beginning, I imagine. Yes, that is very important because when you come to a new country, everything is new. Because when I came to Paris, I I didn't speak a word of French. I just knew <gasps> bonjour. Really? <laughs> and then yeah, my my uncle, he helped us a lot to settle in Paris. Mm. So that was very helpful. <gasps> yes. So what prompted your move? Why did you decide to move to Paris? We wanted to change because uh, uh, for me as a girl, uh, Pakistan uh, is not as independent. So right. I came to Paris to have a more independent life. Yes. That is something that a lot of us don't think about all that much. So obviously it'll be very different for you. How do you think life is different for you living in Paris now than what it would have been like if you were still in Pakistan? If I was in Pakistan, I, I wouldn't be as independent. Because uh, there, when I used to go out, I always had someone, I always had my friends or someone, my cousins or my brothers going out with me. But now I think the freedom here is that I can just go anywhere. I can just put my coat on and go have, like, the biggest problem for me in Pakistan is that we don't have public transport. We don't have buses, we don't have trains. 
like in the city which uh, where i lived we didn't have any of the public transport for me the public transport is very very useful mm. because i can just hop on a train i can go somewhere or a bus so i can just be there Yes, I hadn't even thought of that. Yes, a huge difference. So France is such a hugely multicultural country, really, and Paris is too. Possibly due, I wonder, to the fact that France had colonies in so many parts of the world in centuries gone by. It's like a melting pot of loads of cultures from around the world. Is there a large Pakistani community in Paris? Yeah, there is a large community in Paris. Be I when I came here, I didn't I didn't know many people, but uh, I've heard like there's a Pakistani because I'm Catholic, mm-hmm. so we have a Catholic uh, we have a Catholic community in of Pakistan here. Mm-hmm. So I went I guess twice or thrice to that church, and I found out that there are many people. Oh, that's great. So there's such a huge amount of population as we were just saying. It's so multicultural who have moved there from somewhere else. Some people have moved from somewhere else just in France, though, to Paris, and some people from elsewhere around the world. Does Paris feel like home to you now? Yes, now it feels like home. But uh, now it's been like three, three and a half years I've been living in Paris. At first, I thought that I couldn't live in Paris because there was a language barrier, of course. That, of course. Was, very, that was very difficult. Yeah. But now as I'm... I'm very. I speak very well French now, and as I'm discovering the French culture day by day, um, I think it's a home for me. For me, I can rest my whole life in Paris now. In the beginning, it was different, but now I can. I think I can live all my life here. You think you'll stay in Paris now? Yeah. The first impression was not as good, but now I think uh, I love Paris now. Do you think that was just the language barrier that it took you a little while to get used to being in Paris or or was it just having such a different culture shock? I think uh, the most difficult thing was the language barrier right. because communication communication is very important. Mm-hmm. I like uh, if I want to say something I cannot explain to another person. That was a very big uh, problem for me, but uh, I came over that problem now I, I prefer like English is my is my mother tongue. But now as I'm progressing in French day by day, I speak more of French than English. Well, that sounds like you've settled in beautifully. How many years have you been in Paris now? Now I've been here in for three, three and a half years. Okay. Like three and a half years. Okay. So you didn't go to school in, in France then. So you've come to France as an adult, really. Yeah, as an adult, but I did uh, the uh, evening courses for French classes. Oh, really? So I, yes, I started there. I like I started from the very basic. Yeah. And I didn't complete it because uh, just COVID happened and everything was closed. Oh, of course, yes. Of course, you've had a lot of the time that you've actually lived in Paris has been through COVID. That must have been very difficult for you. Uh, Yeah, that was very difficult because. uh, there were many things to be done, like mm. uh, paperwork, and I just mm. started my French uh, French classes. But suddenly, like everything was just shut down. I had no idea what to do. So, a couple of days, like uh, we did everything everyone else was doing. I woke up late and just ate, watching movies, and then I mm. slept. So I thought that I cannot do this for a long time. No. So I started. <laughs> so I started learning French on my own, yeah, through YouTube. Oh, brilliant! See. I think that having a purpose and something to actually do through COVID was really good for some people because, like you, 
and me, I must say, there were heaps of people who just did that. You know, we got up, we ate, we slept, you know, you didn't leave your house. It really was a very different time, wasn't it? So after you came out of the COVID period, did your newfound abilities in French really help you to feel connected once the COVID confinement was finished? Uh, Yeah, that helped me a lot because I started learning French from YouTube Mm -hmm. and I also started watching French movies. I started started listening to French songs. Mm -hmm. Like I got an idea of someone someone explained me something. I got an idea what they were explaining and then I could explain myself. Yeah. Actually, I find that listening to French music really helps me with my French fluency because I tend to remember the words when... I hear them in a song and even little phrases like I tend to remember the phrase as it's said in the song and then when it comes up in a conversation, it just flows out of me somehow when I'm in the middle of talking. So I think listening to French music is is really helpful. So you would would agree with that? Oh, yeah, that was very helpful. I also I also listened to very, very old songs from 1940s and somewhere. Oh, gorgeous. Beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, I love those. Well, There are some questions that we ask everybody on the podcast, so I'm going to do that at the end. So we will check in with you about who your favourite French singer or if you've got a favourite French song later in the chat. But before we get to that, can you hear the difference in accents when you're speaking to people from various parts of France now? Can you tell if they're from Paris or Normandy or the Basque region or not really yet? Yeah, like... It is something that comes very naturally. Oh. Like now I know if, if someone is from Paris, someone is from the north of France, if someone is from the uh, or from the islands or islands of Caribbean or oh. someone is from the south of France. And I don't know how it comes, but I know somewhere. Like I can tell you are from south of France, you are from the north of France. Like, you know, yes. As a, and they ask me, how do you know? Like there's a difference in accent. But like... <gasps> For me, it get uh, it is a moment of encouragement. Like I'm getting very good in French. Yes, absolutely. I mean, clearly mm. there are accents in English, and we pick them up, you know, really easily. Like your English Pakistani accent, my English Australian accent. Then you've got English American accents because there's English all over the world, but we all speak it with a different accent, and we tend to be able to notice those. I must admit, when I'm overseas. Sometimes people find it hard to pick the Australian accent and they will think that we're American or English. Very rarely they'll say, are you New Zealander? But most of the time we get confused. And once you say you're Australian, they can work out the accent. I'm a little bit like that when somebody says that they're from somewhere else. You can pick up tiny bits of it, but I would never be able to pick it myself. So that's you're right. That is a really good way to know that you have come a long way with your French if you can work out what their accents are. Now, do you live inside the peripheric? No, I don't live inside the peripheric, but I just live uh, 20 minutes away from Paris. Like it's the countryside just 20 minutes away from Paris. But as I worked all day long in Paris, at the night I need some rest mm-hmm. because uh, Paris is a very loud city. Yes. There's always there's always noise and there's always traffic and something. But when I get home, I want something that is very calm. And the neighborhood that I live, it's very calm. It's like uh, there's no sound of cars, there's no noise. Oh, I was very surprised to discover this neighborhood because it's just 20 minutes away from Paris. Wow. And it's completely different. Really? Yeah, it's just 20 minutes away from Paris. Like I take a train every day 
yeah. from my town to Paris and it takes 20 25 minutes yeah. and it changes everything completely because my neighborhood is very calm and uh, there're not a lot of people Mm-hmm. And in Paris, everyone there's noise and everywhere there's uh, people everywhere. Yeah, it's amazing how it can be so different. Like from the center of the city, a short train ride, and it's just so different and easy enough to get that train every day. So you can work in Paris and then escape. And I have actually spoken to other people on the podcast who live in villages about twenty minutes to half an hour outside of Paris, and they'll go into Paris to work and just for coffee with people, and and then go back out to their little village, which it's not really a village as in it's in the country. It's just uh, it's not so built up like the middle of the city. It's a little bit like uh, you said, a bit calmer. So you always like that? Yeah, yeah. It's the same. It's not like a village. Village. There are no farms and everything. No. Like, but it is a very small town compared to Paris. Yeah. So. Do you have most of your family with you in Paris now? Ah, yeah, yeah. I have my family. Like, uh, I cannot live without my family. My brothers, my parents—they are very important to me. Yeah. So, have you been back to Pakistan often since COVID hit? Obviously, you couldn't have gone back when COVID was happening. But have you been back since? No, I haven't been. But I will be going after a year. And but my parents and my younger brother went there for two months. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, in last summer. Oh, nice! And so they caught up with all of your family back there. Ah, uh, yeah, they were very happy. Like they were saying in the beginning, uh, when they decided to go for two months, they were like two months. It's a lot. But when they returned, my younger brother, who's twelve uh, years old, I went to airport to pick him up, and he was crying in the car oh. that I, he wants to go back to home. I'm like, yeah, you can go back to home on the next holidays. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So how does he cope with the? Change going to school in France. I mean, is his French as good as yours now? Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. My brothers they speak uh, very well French. Like my French is nothing compared to them. Oh, really? For me, because of the I have my original accent of French, but my brothers they don't have an accent at all. They are like uh, many people ask my brothers that uh, were they were born here, and they like, and they were like, no, we have been living here for like uh, three and a half years, because yeah. my brothers they they did their proper schooling here. I didn't do my proper schooling. Yes, so that's why. Yeah, it's much easier when people start learning another language at a really young age. Obviously, the accent—it's much harder to see that the accent is foreign. I suppose. Now, what would you say is your favorite thing about Paris? So, my favorite thing—it's a little—it's a little weird, I can say. But my favorite thing about Paris is that I like to roam around Paris in the night. I put my earphones on. I listen to some music, and I just roam around Paris and discover neighborhoods. Because Paris is a, I can say it's a very secret city. In every neighborhood, there's something new to discover. So I like ah. to do that. So do you feel safe doing that? Because you know, like lots of cities, it's got its fair share of crime and of you know seedier parts or whatever. Do you feel safe if you're doing that at night? I always choose the safe, the safe neighborhood. Ah, Now, yeah. like I, I think I've been living for a long time here, so I know which places are safe and not safe. So I always choose a neighborhood that is, uh, that is filled with people, and I feel safe around. Yes. If okay. I, if there's a neighborhood that I feel it's not safe, I just take, uh, take the subway and return home. I usually take my brothers or my friends that uh, who are available to roam around Paris. So we listen to the same music, or we talk around and we roam around Paris. Beautiful. So, okay. 
I know you live just out of Paris. You said you're 20 minutes out of Paris. But have you travelled out of Paris to country France, like to the real country part of France, to the other regions at all? Yes, I travelled to it. Uh, it's a beach just outside Paris. It takes up in car. It takes about two hours. Uh-huh. It's called Etrotard. Oh. It's a, it has cliffs and beach. And oh. it is very beautiful. <gasps> I went for two days with my family. Yeah, and we liked it because it was not very very far. Because the next day we all have to we all had to go to work, oh. so it was a very nice uh, getaway weekend. Yeah, oh, I love a weekend getaway. So Etretat, so that's a beach, and what region is that in? Uh, it's in uh, it's a bit of north of Paris. It's in Normandy. Oh, so that's a beach up on the northern coast. Because I'm going to be doing a road trip later this year. You should go there. It's very beautiful. Oh, yes, I should go there. I'm actually seeking out recommendations from people who tell me about great places to stop. So I'm definitely going to be going there and I will let you know how my little stay goes there too. That sounds gorgeous. Where else in France do you think you would like to travel to in the country areas? I what? would love to travel to the south of France, Coutazo. <gasps> I, didn't, I didn't have a chance to go there, but I think definitely this year I, in the summer I'll be going there. It's beautiful. I've heard. I've never been there, but I've heard from friends and family that it's paradise. Yes, I haven't been there either, and that's on my list, I must admit. Do you get the chance to get out of Paris often? Or, you know, there's probably so much to do in Paris that you don't actually look to get out of it that often, I imagine. Uh, No, I don't often get a lot out of Paris because... uh, for you actually you need uh, two holidays to go outside of Paris. Yes. And I don't have two holidays connected. I don't work on Sundays and I don't work on Wednesdays. Ah. So when, whenever there's um there's a national holiday it comes with uh, it comes with two days, I just take my friends and go. Too hard. Yeah, there. that's right. So if your days off are not connected next to each other, that does make it difficult. So does your family celebrate the festivals and holidays from Pakistan as well as France? Yes, uh, like our holidays are pretty much the same. We celebrate Christmas, Easter, uh, New Year. It's almost the same. But uh, there's one holiday that I miss a bit because uh, in Pakistan as well, it's a very large community. There are all kinds of religions. They are Muslims, they are Hindus, they are Christians. So I actually had a lot of uh, Hindu friends. So there's a festival and it is it's a very fun-filled festival. It is a festival in which you throw colours at one another. Oh, so, yes, I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So in Pakistan, I had a lot of friends who would celebrate this festival. So we would just uh, rent a farmhouse just near the beach and we'll just celebrate this festival, throw colours and there are different types of colours with water balloons filled with it. So that is one that is one festival that I miss a lot in Paris. So could you still do that where you are now with your friends in France? In France, no, like no, not that one. I have, no, I no, I just thought now that I didn't even propose it to my friends that we could celebrate this type of festival. Yeah. but I would do it now. Yeah, yeah, it's that's a, a great idea. Fun, very fun filled festival. Like it, uh, it was. Uh, we used to celebrate in summer. It would be a kind of picnic, so it was very good. Sounds fabulous. You mentioned that there are a number of different religions that you had celebrating together there in Pakistan. I know that there are a number of different religions in France, but there are so many 
festivals and feast days and traditions in France that are really connected to the Catholic Church. Do you find that all of the religions together in France, do they get along? Uh, yeah, I get along because uh, at work as well and at uh, my friends or friends as well, there are different kinds of religion. Mm. Everyone is some some are Muslim, some are Hindu, some are Jewish. Mm. Like we get together very well. There's nothing of uh, there's nothing offensive, mm-hmm. but we get together very well. Oh, that's good. Now you mentioned earlier how you listened to French music and how it really helped you to get your fluency up and to be able to speak French with some confidence. Did you, when you were listening to all that music, find a favourite song or a favourite French artist that you could share with us? Because we have a Little Bells Francophiles fabulous Frenchy Spotify playlist that I'm adding to all the time. And this is episode 97, so I've got somewhere in the vicinity of 97 songs on that playlist. I'm just wondering if you have one or an artist that I could add to that. So there's a French teenager girl who sings French songs. Her name is Lou, like yours. Oh, Lou. I haven't heard of her. Lou. Is there a particular song that she sings that we could share? It's called Je ne sais pas. I don't know. Je ne sais pas. Je ne sais pas. Je ne sais pas. Tous tequila. Tous n'est Something like this. It's been a long time I've been, I haven't heard her songs. It was in COVID and I started. <laughs> it sounds but really cute. Oh, I think I'm going to love listening to that one. I will add that to the Little Bells Francophiles Spotify playlist. That is a great one. Now, one of the other questions that I almost always ask on the Little Bells Francophiles podcast is, what is your favourite French food to order when you're out or perhaps to cook at home? I'm not very much of a cook, but I always order around. It's called a tartiflette. Oh, I love it's a mixture or it's a mixture of cheese oui. and fried, not fried potatoes, but potatoes and oui. jambon. Oui. And it's and it's lovely. After you eat, I'm like I'm so full. I know. <laughs> Do you know, I had a tartiflette when I was in France last and I couldn't finish it and I am a very good eater and I couldn't get through it all. It's so filling but so, so delicious. I loved it. Like your stomach is filled but you just want to eat more than you cannot. Yeah. So does your mum cook Pakistani food at home? It's a mixture. Now she cooks uh, Pakistani food and French food as well. Oh, a bit of both. Yeah, a bit of both. (sighs) Oh, I'm glad that she still cooks Pakistani food, though, because that would be something that I would really miss because it's just so, so scrumptious. I have one last question that I ask on almost every episode of the podcast. Can you describe for me your perfect French or your perfect Paris day? For me, the perfect Paris day I actually did one time the in Paris they are Segway tours. So you just oh. rent a Segway oui. and you just roam roam around all the historical places in Paris. So I did once that. It was very good. And I yeah, today like every other French monument is very connected. It's not very far. Yeah. So on the Segway I Segway I discovered all the monuments in just one day and I said that how am I going to finish this uh, uh, finish this day in a French way. So I just had a little picnic in front of the Eiffel Tower. Oh, that's lovely. 
I don't think I've had anybody on the podcast tell me that their perfect day included a picnic in front of the Eiffel Tower. And really, that's probably one thing that lots of tourists dream of doing is having a picnic there on the Chantemar. Yes, because I also, because when I was living in Pakistan, I always dreamt of having a picnic in front of the Eiffel Tower. Did you really? So you have always liked France, even though you hadn't moved there or been there yet? I always liked the French culture. Well, how lucky for you that now you've finally got to move there and live that culture that you actually always liked. Yeah, I think I'm very lucky because I have friends and family. They're always asking me new things about the how are you doing this? How are you settled in France? Do you feel it's like your home? But in the beginning, it was difficult, but now I can say it is much like my home. Oh, Fiza, I'm so glad for you that this has worked out this way for you. And, and you have that freedom to do things that in some parts of the world, girls don't get to experience. So I'm really thrilled that now you're getting to live that, which is great. So merci beaucoup for spending this time with us today, Fiza, and for sharing your family's and yours too, your wonderful French story with all of us. Thank you so much. I had a very lovely time speaking with you. Well, I've really appreciated being able to get a little bit deeper under the skin of the real France because, as I like to say, it is not always all chateaux, champagne and croissants. There's a lot more to Paris and France than just that. Yeah, there's not always croissant, et chateau, et champagne, no. Eiffel Tower. It's not always lovely as it seems to be. No, and not everybody fits the cliché of France. In other countries, like we see on uh, Instagram and everything, we think it's very cliche. And mm. with especially the new series, uh, Emily in Paris, we think it's very cliche, but <laughs> it's not like that at all. No. That's why it's been so lovely to chat to you about, you know, the kind of Paris that we don't always get to see. So yeah. Yes, we always don't get to see. Because when I also came, I was like, uh, this is not the Paris that I always saw on the internet, it's not like it's not the same. No. So thank you so much for sharing your experience of your Paris with us today. Alors, c'est tout et c'est la fin aujourd'hui. That is all for another Little Bells Francophiles episode. I hope you're enjoying being transported to France via our podcast chats with some brilliant guests and their French stories. To be notified when new episodes are released, subscribe on your favourite podcast platform or follow Little Bells Francophiles on Insta. That's where you will also find lots of my personal French photos, as well as some from our Little Bells Francophiles guests. Now, the newest way to stay connected to France with the Little Bells Francophiles is to be a subscriber to the Little Bells Francophiles newsletter. And current subscribers, as well as anyone who subscribes by the end of this week, that is the 10th of March, 2023, will go into the draw to win a $400 voucher to the other Bordeaux. Now, from our previous episode, number 96, Tom Munro from the other Bordeaux has generously provided that for the Little Bells Francophiles newsletter subscribers. So email the word subscribe to bonjour at littlebellsfrancophiles.com and be in it to win it. You can now also subscribe to my YouTube channel, The Francophile Fix, where I post little movies and clips to keep your Frenchy vibes going. For all of the links from today's chat, including Fiza's fave music 
and reset for Tartiflette, head to the Little Bells Francophiles website, the blog post number 97. That's Cachavantiset. The website link is in the show notes for today's episode as well. And come and join me next time on the Little Bells Francophiles and together we can stay connected to one of our fave destinations, France. Au revoir et merci encore, Fisa. Au revoir. Thank you so much. Bye. Au revoir de moi, Louise Prichard. Bonne journée et à bientôt, mes amis.